Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. Today's the day where we bring people from every corner of the earth. Well, half of the corners of the earth. First of all, it's round. Okay. And I'm told. I am told that the new internet buzz is that the earth is actually flat. Yeah. Well, if that was I read, true. I read, I read, I read it on Al Gore's amazing internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the world is also flat. It, 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 you know, you know what? See that argument. The only, there's a little problem with that argument because yeah. Christopher Columbus started going east and came home on the west. So how is that possible if it was flat? No, he came home he from he the west. He didn't from circle the earth. What are you talking about? Apparently he did. He went he went one way to America and came back the other way, didn't he? No. Uh, I don't No. He did not do that. I was there, I remember. We turned around yeah. and we went back the other way. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can I say something, right? If you go if you go to San Diego as I've been and you take a, fl- a flight from San Diego to New Zealand yeah. or, or Australia, you, you hit Australia. But then you can go from Australia to uh, Singapore and you can come back round. If it was flat, that's impossible. Okay. Yeah, but uh, like you knew where you were really going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but on. what one thing I James, do know for sure it. without being there, Christopher James, Columbus did it. not take a flight. I do it's know on that the, for it's a fact. on the internet. I'm just saying it's on the internet. So it's true. It's on the internet. The earth is flat. It's true. If it's on the internet. Yeah. See that I've uh, hanging from the side of your head? That's your nose today, I tell you. That's absolutely And the other proof, Andrew, is that when the the moon comes up at night, it has square perpendicular angles in it. It's never round with an eclipse or never full. It's always okay, square. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I also but, saw but, that on the internet. Listen, <laughs> listen, in order for Trent to get away with saying that he's having people from all four corners of the earth, bit of a problem when there's only three people on the actual show. But there, there you go. And then... His, his only way to, to, to justify that is to come up with some bovine fecal matter about the fact that the earth might yeah. be flat. It could okay. be. First of all, yeah. I, I said people are telling me the new rage on the internet in certain circles yeah. is that the earth yeah. is flat. And I'm like, I thought, yeah. we, I thought we conquered this thought a while ago. Well, you're laughing. <laughs> people are uh, yeah. laughing about. About 900 years ago, I think, we resolved the issue. Why don't we just talk about Michelle Obama being Big Mike? Because that's another one that's on the internet at the moment. I also saw that on the internet. I might believe that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And now... (laughs) Yeah, horses for horses. Horses for horses. No, but it is funny to kind of track all the crazy conspiracies that, I mean, some... Some things are just beyond the pale. In some retrospect, you can believe about half the conspiracies because they really came true. But yes. the other half of them, right, are just too crazy. But I don't know if you guys saw this, but here a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> um, an, an old love letter of Obama's got released. Yes, I saw that. I did see and, that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he 
he expressed some sentiments of liking the idea of sleeping with a man. Well, that, uh, or that he dreamed that he was sleeping with a man, you know, or something to that effect every single day of his life and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, uh, one of my friends that likes to, likes to push that, that Mike agenda, right? Uh, Mike agenda. <laughs> he said, I, 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 I know more than read the headline when it first popped up on my news stream that I know it came on his because he just starts sending me memes about Michelle Obama as a man. <laughs> and it lasted, it was good for like six hours straight. Oh, that that was all yeah, he did. He just took time whoever's, off. Whoever's, um, whoever's airbrushed those, you know, to make things move and stuff, it's very clever. Because it's, it's, it's very believable. But, you know, there's so much you can do with the technology. Yeah. I mean, look at how good Trent looks on that. On yeah. this, on well, and <laughs> it cool. is... It is it, it is extraordinarily yeah it is extraordinarily scary that um, uh, they're creating these people with AI now right and right. that they are taking yeah. they can take if they get enough video of you they can turn you into an AI creature and make you say and do uh, mm. almost anything on a video that they that they want and I I mean I'm I one of those Joe people Biden. that well. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one, yeah, who maybe has been gone for a long time. I think no, he has I, now, just, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, in more ways than one. I, I'm one of those people that I don't do DNA tests because I'm concerned with what somebody would do with my DNA inappropriately, God and where it. where it might show up someplace, et cetera, et cetera, and. Um, and 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 now, if you were to have somebody's DNA and you could recreate video, you could make anyone commit any crime, any place, anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You could convict them in any court of law, and well, they would go to prison or potentially the death penalty, depending well, on what the actually, particular you know charge what? was. Do you know what? That's the announcement today. Unless you're Jeffrey China, Epstein. No, that's that's the announcement today that China have made to the world. You, you've hit the nail on the head. They have pronounced today that they... Now, remember, when China says they have to do something, it's almost like it has to happen because they lose face with the millions of people that have to swallow the garbage that comes out of the CCP. And they've said today that they are going to lead and be the leader of AI totally, which means computer chips and everything, by 2030. And that, my friends, that is when anybody can be made guilty for anything. At the moment, your Department of Justice is being shown for what it is, a bunch of crooks. But in 2030, with the AI added to their armory, they can commit, convict anybody for things they never did. And that is a very serious thing. That's we've we started with something quite funny, but the serious yeah. thing about AI is that it doesn't matter how local you are; uh, well, it can convict you. They can convict you, and you aren't here anymore. Well, I got I got to do a little bit of news. It will be easier, but it's been done for quite some time in the United States already. Okay, no, I, falsely I, I, convicting people who were set up, DNA planted. I mean, 
long okay. before AI, what Jay's been talking about has been happening to people. Yes, yeah. and I would agree with that. But this is the ultimate control because you then can decide who you want to convict at any one time, given whatever their views might be. It's a bit different at the moment because you have to frame them. This is a lot easier than framing. That's the problem with this. They can. I think. I think yeah. I kind of get. I yeah. I think I get your point, Andrew. And I, I again, that's a little bit of my fear, is that it becomes uh, it, it, not something that even almost honestly would require almost no effort on someone's yeah. part, right? Yeah, and a it computer could, program. It could. Yeah, a computer program could literally just say, "Hey, here's a person that fits a profile that we could blame for that, and we can fix two problems with one." And we put him in prison, he'll shut up. Mm-hmm. And, and by the so, way, you know, just on the same subject about how relevant this is now. So I don't know whether you're having, you see, you don't have, according to Trent anyway, you don't have MOTs uh, in every state. So you don't have to show that your car is roadworthy and couldn't kill somebody else. With Missouri is one of those states that you do have to do an annual or inspection before you get licensed, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, yeah, you have to drive past a guy's house at least once a year and he <laughs> he uh he sends you a little thing. No. In Missouri, yeah, you, you have to Missouri has a, a safety you. inspection. Texas has a safety inspection. We do Virginia not. has I one. That, I can't believe that the trend poo-poos this. I mean you if you've got a a, a machine that could kill somebody because you haven't looked Oh my it. goodness. There are no. now there are no, no way you're embellishing the the safety of this. They, they make sure the blinkers are working for goodness sakes. And that's why I don't right. want it because I never have a blinker that works or is functional. But you can still get a ticket for operating an unsafe. We'll be back with more getting a ticket and explaining this MOT <laughs> thing after this. Time to talk about beef. In this case, we're talking about certified Piedmontese, the most tender beef on the planet. More details about the products can be found at cpbeef.com or certifiedpiedmontese.com. If you've not tried these, I realize that it's easy to generate good smokehouse products. When you smoke something, when you smoke some meat, odds are in your favor. It's going to be really good. But what Tony has pulled off in this smokehouse, I think is pretty incredible, even though I'm completely biased. It's an incredible story, and the ground beef facility is second to none. It's the largest in the state of Nebraska, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Delivered directly to your door, cpbeef.com. That's certified Piedmontese. Experience the tenderness aspect that everybody is talking about and can't get enough of. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson, Jay Truitt. All right, Andrew, what are you saying? You go to the extremes because I agree with you. It shouldn't be for things that aren't life-threatening. Although, if you can't wink and you want to turn left and the guy doesn't realize you're going to turn left and goes <laughs> and thinks you're going to turn left when you don't and goes straight into you, then that is you that's caused that accident. Yeah. So it is quite important. No, so, well... It, but it's okay, wait, you whoa, 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 that have the responsibility. Minute, so you you are responsible. You don't need some government entity to tell you your your vehicle is safe. I know whether my vehicle is safe or not, and how I drive my vehicle, no matter how many blinkers work or don't work, is is how I can control it. If I don't have a blinker working, I stick my arm out and I let that person know. 
Okay, okay. wait, 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 though. Wait, before we before we go any further down down the example route. The, so number one is just a tax. That's all yeah. it is. The fact that uh, your vehicle passed the the fact that the fact that your pat you passed a, a motor vehicle inspection test uh, fifteen minutes ago doesn't guarantee that your vehicle is still in the same condition it was when you took the test. Is it? It literally is just a means of which the government can tax your vehicle so that they can say, "Oh yeah, but we we and we." In order to justify ah. all these bureaucrats that get paid from the tax, ah. they come up with all these regulations, right. et cetera, et cetera. Where do you think emissions testing came from? Well, that's again, I mean, right? That. But hang on, give me a chance to answer the question. Yeah, you're Go correct. Ahead. You're correct. But at this present time, and I think this is worth noting, my wife, I took her car in and I know that we had to disable a sensor on her car that was showing that there was a problem with the engine. There wasn't a problem with the engine. It's a faulty sensor, actually. So we had to turn the part of the computer on the car that actually saw the sensor was that was saying the engine wasn't right, whereas it was the sensor was the problem. And do you know why our mechanic had to do that? Because there isn't any sensors available in the UK for that particular car. And he's then told me that this is becoming more and more and more of a problem. And, oh, as Scylla Black would say, because she was a very famous singer here in the UK, mm-hmm. she's now yeah. dead. Surprise, surprise, where do most of the sensors come from? Taiwan. Well, China. Ours and, do. China and, and Taiwan. China and yeah. Taiwan. So, yeah. and, and actually... Yours don't, because I would hazard a guess that there's quite a lot of Mercedes-Benz and BMWs in the United States these days. I uh-huh. doubt it. And Volks- no, they are. And Volkswagens? And Volkswagens? Yes. Well, I'm sorry, but they're, all their sensors come from China. Okay, so, but they've got to, oh, all three of those have got to be minor vehicles in the U.S. scheme of vehicles. Yes, mm-hmm. that'd be true too. They they're not majority. No, they're minor. Uh, like they are on the on the uh, EU but framework or in Britain. Um, you know, stop the press because it's not going to be long before Taiwan will be part of China again. And um, the people behind your puppet president are making damn sure of that. I can assure you that Taiwan will be um, will be invaded very very soon. Because they'll be no, I, I just don't buy that. I, I'm sorry, but I really don't buy the whole Taiwan invasion thing. Um, liter- I mean, there's a whole series of reasons for that. Number one, it's not very cost effective for the for the Chinese to do that. They need that competitor in the marketplace um, so that they can undercut them. Otherwise, they don't have any idea. They they they're not generating the sales. That's number one. Number two is that. Uh, China just doesn't take those kinds of risks for a long time. It's been a long time. I think we're overestimating. Uh, I do believe China's the number one threat in the world. So don't misunderstand anything I'm going to say after that. Uh, but or, or or that somehow or another that I don't believe that that's true when I say the following, I think maybe is, is a better way to say it. Um, 
China's economy is in is in dire straits. They can't afford to alienate the entire world for even a, a few months at this point without crashing their whole economy. And if they were to invade, maybe uh, maybe the whole Biden thing is a hundred percent what we think it is, right? And and that there is that that all that money was just to 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 keep them from engaging in Taiwan. I. I can even accept that maybe that's part of the part of what they want for the deal. I think it's more just about money and minor influence, but maybe it is that big. If that were to be the case, a bunch of places in the world would stop buying pro- all products from China for a short period of time. And China's economy literally would collapse overnight, overnight. Like Russia's house. Russia isn't a giant producer of consumer goods for the world but china china's russia, whole russia has had massive uh, um sanctions put on it and it's made more money than it's ever made as a result of that yeah and selling selling grip, oil I but it's basically just an it's an oil and grain economy and that's really all but, that they I'm all just it is because apparently there's 47 more countries joining BRICS as we speak today Oh, I understand. I understand that BRICS is growing, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying that do you you're going to take out the top ten uh, consuming consuming economies of the world, well, and you're going to go to war with them time. when all you are is a consuming economy? Huh? Well, the BRICS economy now they're saying that um, it's it's for their economy with these other countries that want to join. Would equate to 3.8 billion of the world's population. Now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about least... about half of those people make about a dollar seventy five no, no, no. a day. I'm not, I'm not look, look. I'm not disputing. You can't count saying. China's people as an as an as a consuming audience when they don't have any money to buy anything from anyone not, except I'm not, China. I, I'm I'm trying to say I don't think you've got any money either. I think your money isn't real. That's the problem. I, can I think you my forgot. Money. Your money isn't real. Your money is just how the bankers control stuff now because your money is printed infinitum. There's nothing backing it. And that's the problem. Well, as today, long as, as today, long as somebody tomorrow, wants it, next... Andrew, it has yeah. value. Well, that's it has the point. value because I can use it for trade. I, it's easier I'm, to use my money than it is rubles in but the that's world. That's the very Still. point I'm trying to make because you told me a minute ago that Russia's done okay because they have oil and gas. But they're also trading without the dollar for the first time. And they never thought they could do it, and they did. And okay, just, but what are they tra- – what are they uh, – again, the, you're, you're in, you, you, but, you, but Russia and China are not the same countries. No, they that. don't produce the same things. I never said they so, But if they so came you together, can't, if they came together stop it, there'd be a problem. Every woman – Listen, everyone in Russia could buy everything that they could ever possibly dream of and, and possibly afford from China, and it wouldn't equal Alabama. Yeah, All I would say is what complacency is, is a terrible Russia? thing. It's a, complacency can be a very, very weak thing because I'm it's thinking- not. It's not even about that, though, Andrew. It is about mm-hmm. we have – so listen, the most important thing when you're doing intelligence on – on what's going to happen um, internationally, though, is to be absolutely honest about what okay. what could or couldn't happen. Okay. And and I and again, that's why 
we have in the United. I drive all the time. I drive up and down Interstate seventy five in mm-hmm. Texas, and when you cross the the Oklahoma border, going just going south, and you you go through Sherman, Texas. There are cranes and concrete plants everywhere, everywhere for miles and miles and miles building chip factories right now for miles and miles and miles and literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people uh, are, are flooding into that area for super high paying jobs. Our, our company builds houses for those kinds of people. And so people that moved to that area right there, what you were talking about. Right. Exactly. How long before they're going to be manufacturing? Yeah. Is, it, is it happening now? Uh, some some of them already are. the The Texas Instrument Facility has doubled in size, now tripled in size. Yeah. I mean, there's no room left in that parking lot there. Uh, they're right. doing exactly the same thing in Arizona. It's a halftime report. We got to take yep. a break. And for those of you that are going to send the email telling Jay doesn't know where he is at, he meant to say he was on I-35, not I-75, and we'll be back. <laughs> Roll route right after this. Let's talk about the National Western. January 2024, we have more history and heritage coming to life than we've seen in Denver, Colorado in quite some time. It is going to be a rebirth of the commercial cattlemen flocking to Denver to to visit with people. That's the number one resource at any event like this is the people. The new people, the old friends, and how you can have camaraderie around a common goal. That common goal is take care of God's creation and improve mankind and improve the creation. The National Western Stock Show is all about bringing that to life. And then in my whole concept of bridging those of us that are in the business of producing food with those of us that consume food. And Denver's the perfect place to do it. The National Western's all about it. NationalWestern.com for full details. See you in January. Welcome back, Trent Luce, Andrew Henderson, Jay Truitt. And before we get back into China, Taiwan, this would oh. be a good time to let everybody know we have another official designation for the tour, which Jay's going to join us on at least part of it. The last week of October, starting in Quincy, Illinois, October 22nd, Platteville, Wisconsin on the 23rd. Key Largo. Ah, can't wait to be back to Key Largo in Murray County minnesota that'll be on tuesday the 24th and then aberdeen south dakota the 25th bismarck the 26th broken bow nebraska the 27th brush colorado the 28th and that one's at high plains cattle supply that's for uh, sure and uh, can- a, a little bit of a moan only one scottish menu so far is that what we're saying Aber- <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you you know scotland why would we take you from Scotland to Scottish influenced places. Aberdeen will be yeah. more Scotland than you can handle. Trust me. Yeah. 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 They'll it, scotch you. All right. Is it uh, full of, is it full of if granite? You want. Is Aberdeen full of, full of granite? I want to know. Granite? No, no, no I don't no think granite so. In Aberdeen. Particularly. Probably not. There's a granite falls oh. in Minnesota though. We could go through there on the way if you want. It's really yeah. funny how neither of you know that Aberdeen is the granite city. It's funny how that's uh, how you've worked it all Why out. Why would we know that? Well, it's normally why the Americans who settled in places called places after places they came from. They reminded them of them normally. I would, I would suggest. Yeah, 
It, that might be true, actually, but maybe it was also because they there is no granite there, and they were really missing it. <laughs> it, it could have been. It could have been because they were missing oh, it. I just got they, all excited when you said Key Largo in the middle Key of it. Largo. I thought, yeah, come I thought, on, come okay, in. I'm going to meet you in Quincy, and I'm going to meet you in Brush. I know that for sure, right? I'm going to be at most places Key Largo. with you. But if you're going to, yeah, but I was thinking Key Largo, Florida. No, and I thought, oh no, yeah, me and Jimmy no. Buffett hanging out with Trent no. Luce and, and Andrew Henderson. That would be fun. Yeah, we could have a weekend at Bernie's if we had it in July yeah. as well. It could be. Yeah, it, it could be. You all can, can do take... that in week two. I'm not in. Oh, okay. We could take Trent with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Trent wants to hang out at the beach with us, Andrew. He's just embarrassed of us. Oh yeah, he doesn't like that. Yeah. You know, I he was still wearing his cowboy boots in uh, Mexico when his daughter got married by the pool. So I don't think hey, hey, it's. It's yeah. one of the I, I got to say this, and I love my people that know me know that I love my father as much as anything in the world. And he's like been this enormous influence on me in my life. But I asked my dad to go swimming with us one time because I do know that he had been uh, through part of the training as a frog fan uh, in the Navy. And my dad can swim like a fish for as far as you want to point. Right. So I was just learning to swim. And uh, we were at a lake, and uh, I asked my dad. So he took his shirt off, and my mom made him a pair of cut-off pants um, uh, out of a pair of uh, khakis. Cause, no, khakis, because my khakis? dad's such a cowboy, he wouldn't even wear jeans, blue jeans, right? And oh and, and, and uh, the, the glare from his legs and his chest were enough to actually and here he is taking his boots off at the shoreline and he puts his hat carefully on top of the boots and gets in the water and commences to drown all of us right and play with us in the water and he could truly i saw for myself then he could swim 100 yards underwater etc all those sorts of things but holy cow uh we didn't we were acting like he wasn't our father um, because it, his his skin had never seen light since I get he'd been that in often, Korea. Jay. Yeah, no, I understand it. Not everybody should to be. Trent, did you not go in the pool once in uh, in Mexico? No, I did not. Dear goodness me, dear goodness. Oh, yeah, I I I can't stand not being in the water. I love can, it. Uh, can, uh, Trent, can you swim? Oh yeah, I swim good. Oh yeah, good. I'm sure he can swim. Yeah, yeah. I have swam yeah. quite a bit, not recently. Yeah. Okay. But I've also been on Florida at Marco Island in June during the Florida Cattlemen's Convention, sitting on the beach, yep. just, just like this, just like I was in um, yeah. Jamaica. Oh, I tell you what, though, that Florida Cattlemen's Meeting is a fun meeting to get to go to. Just that location oh. is oh, yeah. is something special. It is. It truly. That, they do it that's, right. That's the one meeting every year that my wife says I'm going to that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. When you, when, can, I, can I ask a question? Does your wife, um, when, when you go to Florida, is there many cattle in Florida? Because I, number I two, oh, huge. Cow, number two cow calf state east of the Mississippi. It's huge cow state. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, where yeah, about? Big operations too. In the north, I mean, there's some really big right through the center. Uh, all over the, really all over the state. state so drove, if you look around, you I drove all the way to Orlando from Miami, and I never saw any cattle. 
they're not on the interstate, but if you get just a little ways <laughs> off, you'd find, I mean, you'd find them, right? That's back to my, uh, it was Highway 75 instead of Interstate 75 oh, uh, yeah, reference. But you got, see, you're used to driving on the interstates and on like the M1, M, M5, like, whatever, M2, yeah. wherever you're going to go. It's always a high-speed motorway, right? For the rest of us, I drive on gravel roads all day. So I just feel lucky when I get to asphalt. And so, fact, I feel Andrew, I'm proud of that. Andrew, I got to share this with you because from Taiwan. No, no. Before we go to Taiwan, I got to share this with you because last week when I was in Bismarck, Patty Armstrong had me on Ladies of Another View, and they wanted to do a little ag huh. trivia. To oh, there was a there was a group of f- four of us total, and Patty was the host, so she knew the answers, and she came up with these questions to see who knew the answer, and wanted to know what the first beef state was, not beef state, but cattle state that brought about cattle, and the the options oh. were Nebraska, uh, Kansas, and Texas, and I said none of the above, and of course she oh, wanted to say that Texas took credit for the cattle business when in fact. Jay Truett just said it. Ponce de yeah. Leon brought the first yeah. cattle to the ranches of Florida, and Florida is yeah. where the entire U.S. beef industry began and blossomed. And the cracker cattle are still there in force, and yeah, got an amazing sight. And oh, really? yeah. oh, you're saying yeah. that you're saying that Florida is the original beef state? Then. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. That is an that's an that's an undisputable fact. Honestly, there just was, there were no cattle that, that came up from the South earlier than what Ponce de Leon did because they didn't get dropped off anywhere else. He was as early as you could get. Mm-hmm. So what about the, um, the wild, the wild buffalo? Where were they? Yeah. Oh, they've, they've existed in on North American continent for, for centuries, but that they're not, bison are not cattle, right? I mean, I understand they're in the same kind. But they're not um, uh, genetically, but they're, but they, but they are a separate, uh, a separate species at this point, right? And have been for uh, probably thousands of years at this point. Is anybody? Is it? Does anybody know whether it would be possible to cross? Uh, oh, you can. The, yeah, yeah. People do it. Yeah, people do it. Yeah, people do it. It happens sometimes by accident, but most of the time intentional, very intentionally. Called beefalo, uh, and what what sort of hybrid yeah. animal does that bring? Uh, an ugly one, in yeah, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, okay. they, not everything should be crossed. Is what you decide after you do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I mean, and I listen. I'm a, I'm actually kind of a bison supporter and bison lover in some respects. I don't like the way the federal government handles the the whole bison situation and. Etc. And I don't like herding them. I've I've had to load them on trucks and stuff, and it's it's it was a fearful experience for a well experienced cowboy when I was doing it. And uh, uh, so, and maybe I just had a bad experience with a with no, a wild I think that's pretty bunch typical. of buffalo. Yeah, but I've never seen animals that could tear up more stuff oh, in yeah. my whole life than buffalo. Yeah, uh, bison. Uh, with that said. I like to. I enjoy eating bison steaks. I like bison well, is, turkey. Is I like a bison their steak meat and product. A beef steak. Beef oh, steak. Yeah. And yeah, it's well, a considerably different product. Yeah, right. uh, it has a different texture, taste, 
mm-hmm. color profile, fat profile, almost everything is different about it. T- tenderness profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tenderness profile is dramatically different. Theirs is more like uh, if Shoe you leather. were to run a well, if you were to run a bull from my house to Trent's house, and then and then processing when you got to Trent's house and eat him instantly. Don't let him age at all. Then that would be a lot yeah. like bison. But it is a different. Uh, again, it's a different flavor profile, and if it's prepared correctly, right, it is good. I like yeah, it. It's, it's fine. fantastic. It's a great option. And it, and, and in the nutrition, the nutrition is different. The nu- the nutrients are different in a bison steak than it is in a beef steak. Okay. Um, not uh, dramatically different, oh, right? Andrew, but it is. There is. You know different. what, Andrew? I think I can go out on the limb here publicly say I can. Accelerate we can get him a bison. The, well, the largest bison processor in the United States. Do you know what town it's in? Aberdeen. Brush, Colorado. Brush, Colorado. And that's where we'll be on October 28th. In fact, Bob, if you're listening, you're going to get a phone call today. We're going to have some bison available for sampling at High Plains Cattle Supply on October 28th. Because the the bison, this this little plant in Brush, Colorado, for the record, it's where most of the Piedmontese cattle are processed and mm-hmm. the biggest chunk of bison in the United States all processed at the same place. You know what? That would be a great that would be a great deal. And I'm not trying to just pimp your sponsors here either, but um it would be an interesting thing for us to be able to do some Piedmontese testing. I wanna I actually would like to do that. I want to bring some Piedmontese steaks home. From that event, okay. if I can figure be, that out, how to they do would it. Be a, they would, given my links with Italy, they would be a very good, um, a good uh-huh. sponsor. I need to talk to my Italian suppliers about this trip as well because they're from Piedmontese. And if you've got your Piedmontese beef, yeah. Brush Colorado yeah. is going to be quite the event. It's shaping up. We'll be back with more. Maybe we'll talk about Taiwan when we get back with more Roll Route. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Farmer knows that when it comes to crop production, the ones who rob the most are those weeds. Rob moisture, rob nutrients, and rob you of an adequate food supply. So Apache Technology, the sprayer that gets it done with efficiency like no other, is available. And and here's why I suggest, you know, the technology is great. The reliability is incredible. But the service is second to none. You call somebody at Simpsons, you're going to get an answer. That is the most important part of service today. Can you get an answer? Simpson Farm Enterprises, SimpsonFarm.com, and HighPlainsApache.com. They encourage you to test their customer service. Apache Sprayers. Oh, yeah, did actually kind of get out. Trent Luce alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. We gave Jay a a cardiac uh, rest, rest, (laughs) not a rest. And uh, we also also gave him a little potassium chloride during the break, and he's all good to go. Right there under the tongue. Jay, I know that I know that uh, Trent and I actually, for once, totally agree that something very, very weird is going on, or maybe not weird, but te- terribly um, criminal has been going on in Maui. What's the uh, Jay Truitt take on the events in Maui? 
Yeah, I I mean, I I can't explain it. I I, I listened to all of the political rhetoric for about three days over it, and I had to stop because I kind of found it insulting, honestly. And um, the I mean, people using this discussion as a climate change mandate for regulatory action in the United States. It, it just like it kind of crushes me. Um, I don't, I don't know that we'll ever know what happened in Maui. Completely right. And um, is it possible that a, a wildfire near town uh, got elevated by seventy to ninety mile an hour winds and swept through a city? Is 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 the case that the that the mainstream media makes uh, plausible? Or possible, maybe possible is a better word than plausible. Possible, I think the answer is yes, right? Um, and if you've ever been to some of those remote cities in in Hawaii, there is a lot of thatch and and people build houses not really to code necessarily all the time, and so uh, it is a wood based kind of building economy. They don't build a lot of stuff out of brick and mortar and concrete because it's just not what they have. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, the, the most bizarre thing is, and I can't imagine why though, uh, uh, I mean, we still have a thousand people that are missing in a fire that swept through and fires that sweep through. That means they're moving fast and they don't consume bodies a hundred percent when that happens. I mean, if you've ever seen it, you've seen it. And it's a it's a horrible thing to actually help uncover, uh, and and to see. I've been there and done that. Um, but um, when people are, when people are killed in a fire um, quickly, um, there is a lot there is a lot to find, and it's not pretty. When they're killed in a slower burning fire that's intense heat and the and it rages to an intense temperature. Yeah, the human body will will eventually be consumed completely, but I, I just find it hard to believe that a thousand people are still missing somewhere in this equation, and I don't really understand how that could could really be you the know, case. I, you know, I could I could understand, and Trent, I want your views on this. Is that the mayor? I think it's the mayor or the governor. He hasn't got any actual figures to to give to the press, which. It's remarkable, really, because you would have thought the first thing he would do was have a roll call for everybody who knows family that lived in their area. They should be able to know by now who's actually missing. And he's refused uh, uh, to ask that question. I, I, so I, I can say this. I think, honestly, that they just have zero communications and zero access to anything in that area. And I maybe Hawaii doesn't have voter rolls that are kept somewhere else or something else. I, again, it's a, it's a, it's a fair question to ask of how do they know that a thousand people are missing? Well, right. Person, I mean, the fire went around the government building in Maui, which you, you yeah. can see the government building still standing. Just that it, it yeah. didn't choose to burn that down. But, I, yeah. but I, here, here's something else. And I'm my phone call with Sheila Walker, who's currently running for house in Hawaii is immediately after uh-huh. this program today. Uh, she told me last week when we were together in Springfield at the election integrity summit that no sirens went off 
to alert people that there was something going on when the fire happened. No stress signal on the phone was sent out and no water was available in the fire hydrants. The water had been turned off. And we now know that the person who's responsible for that has resigned and is cowering like he's really negligent when in fact, you know, he's just a pawn. There was so many. Oh, and EMTs were somewhere on training. Like the whole island had the EMTs gone training. Well, the same guy that was in charge of the um, the problem that happened in Las Vegas as well was in. Isn't this the same guy? Uh, there is a tie to that. You you are exactly right, but I don't remember what that was, and I didn't talk about that with Sheila. But yes, there was a tie to the guy who worked at the where the shooting was in Las Vegas. Because because the reason I'm asking you about um, Maui, and you've answered it in your way, Jay, is that. I what I can't understand about this is that if there are so many people that are uh, are missing, and most of them are children, why would that be? Why would it be children? Because you would have thought that they'll be, if it was sweeping through, that they would be able to run for cover. That's the yeah. So the governor, the the governor's response to that question, and he actually was the one that said a good percentage of them would be children was that the schools were closed that day. And so kids were at home with their grandparents or left alone if they were old enough. Right. And that they were, they were just there and maybe kind of ignorant. Uh, His also his response to the fact that they didn't set off the emergency system was because it's a tsunami system that they use. And they didn't want people to run away from the water. They wanted people to go towards the water. Uh, but I listen. And and again, I do think that this phenomenon here probably was something that was pretty unique, right? It's not very often that a fire rages through a place at 70 miles an hour. That's rare for it to go through a city except, that fast. Except, Jay, there are fires happening all over the world on remote islands or small islands like this. Yeah, but they're not they're not typically being fanned by hurricane force winds. Right. Well, and I, that is what was happening here. Yeah. So but, I, I I I listen, I, I that, I'm with I'm with you. I'm with you that what something happened in is Rhodes wrong. was a, supposedly a storm as well, but it's now been proven to be answered. But there's yeah. a storm involved. And I believe the Tenerife one as well, they started by saying it was uh, wind and it was caused by global warming, and now the Tenerife government said no, it was awesome. It's just yeah, right, it's just, yeah. It's just a bit weird how it's all happening at the same time. Uh, yeah, most of these big of- most of these big wildfires are actually started by a human in today's world, in some respect or another, either electrically yeah. or with a match or something equivalent, right? Yeah. Um, some Sierra Club guy out there counting cuckas decides that he really needs to roast his black bean burger and his campfire gets away from him, right? Kind of thing. But I, no, I, I mean, I just, I, I, the, the sad part about it is, is that I can see this like just plain as day that this is one of those things that we're never going to answer. We're never okay. going to know. Okay. I think it, I, I liken it to the Canadian fires. I think it's all strategically placed and set, and there's no no accident. This is also home to the U.S. military's direct what's the what's the direct uh, energy systems that create fire like exactly like this. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I, buying any of this as an accident. 
I, I, I'm not even saying it's an accident. There's too many. I, I heard, I heard the, the, a couple of different sources that tried to blame, um, uh, the fact that people had, uh, uh, that their yards burned really fast. Okay. I, I can see that and I can understand that. Um, but when you look at, when you actually look at the pictures of the surrounding area there, uh, were they in a dry spell? Yes. Is that the dry side of the island? Yes. Is it green? Yes. Everything that didn't burn seems to be really green. And, well, that's, and so that's pretty, that, that's pretty obvious to me. I, I can get that. Yeah. Just, yeah. But go on. And, and it's hard, well, it's just that green things burn slower. They do. They will still burn. If you've ever watched, you can watch a green cedar tree explode like gasoline. Uh, if it's dry enough, right? Uh, yeah. It still will look green, but uh, when fire hits it, it will explode like literally um, it was a can of gasoline on top of a little pole. But yeah, well, when I took it just doesn't make farmers, sense. When I took a group of farmers to um, Banff in uh, in near Calgary, I remember when we went into the uh, uh, into the mountains. They were explaining to us that uh, naturally uh, these conifers uh, burnt down every 100 or 200 years as part of the uh-huh. cycle and so yeah. i can see why conifers eventually right. will uh, will 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 combust but i look this whole everything that's happening right now is but, but i have to add the hawaiian nature of cycle is completely different than banff in alberta yeah okay no but yeah are these fires normal in in hawaii Trent? no no, no, not at all. No, it's, it's really unusual. Too wet. It's and maybe too that, wet. maybe that, yeah. Well, most of it is too wet. There, again, people, people kind of forget that it snows in Hawaii uh, on top of the mountain, right? They have, de- they have truly true desert, uh, um, climates there. Uh, they also have some of the rainiest, uh, places and it's just at a weird confluence of the way the, the wind and moisture gets moved around on different sides of those islands and the, and uh it's like a microcosm of everything that you see across a big continent all squeezed into a little tiny deal because the mountains are high enough to change the weather. And right. so next, but I again there's just a whole bunch of things. I'll you'll you'll never be able to convince me that that many people uh didn't get in the water. And and I, I just I it's almost that you, you can't convince me because people that live on the ocean side, um, if you ever lived in one of those communities, it's it's always downhill to the water, right? It's the easiest place to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's roll out. Even if there's a cliff. Here, here's an easy place we're going to go. That's exactly how the Indians took care of the buffalo. They ran them off a cliff. We've just run off yep. the cliff. We've journeyed down the path connecting food producers to food consumers. For Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson, I'm Trent Luce. All three reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route or brush Colorado October 28th. In closing, we had a board meeting last night for the All-American Beef Battalion continuing to find new ways, always centered around beef, to say thank you to the troops. The All-American Beef Battalion is still going strong. You know, the tough times during COVID, it it really limited us. And now I think coming out of that, it's more important than ever that we each find our own way to say thank you 
to the men and women who've been there for 247 years. Stakesfortroops.com for full details on how you can be a part of this endeavor. A couple of feeds coming up, including one in Eagle Pass at uh, Camp Charlie, where the Texas National Guard is protecting and doing what they can to protect our borders. The All-American Beef Battalion saying thank you.